Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the OnLive podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. All right, welcome back to part two with Mitch Cooper at Mutual Omaha Reverse Mortgage. And this is for those that want to dive a little bit deeper on how the loans work. So we're going to talk about reverse mortgage line of credit. So Mitch, take it away and share with us how all of this stuff works. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's quite a few differences in a reverse mortgage line of credit than a traditional Specifically, we're talking about the FHA reverse mortgage, which is the HECM or home equity conversion mortgage, but that's just the FHA reverse mortgage, which is 95% of reverse mortgages out there. So it's kind of interesting, but because the FHA insurance and things like that, a lot of retirees we see start to struggle. They look for a, a home equity line of credit. You know, they go to their bank, things are getting rough. Maybe they're in their mid late sixties and they kind of start pulling some money. It's a phenomenal tool. You know, it has a lot of good uses. They're very inexpensive. The issue we see with them in retirement is they're an interest-only payment for 10 years, and then they turn into a fully amortizing loan over the next 20. Statistically, when that turns into a fully amortizing loan, payments go up about five times as an average. Yeah, and I mean, of course, that's not for everyone. That's just kind of an average across the board, but yeah, when you look at, okay, things were tough in my 60s or whenever it was, and now 10 years later, you're probably not in a better position. <laughs> and then you have the negative cash flow going way up. And so, you know, and maybe you can refinance and that kind of a thing, but maybe not. And so, you know, it's a great tool in retirement. I, I think it's sometimes overutilized and, and maybe not the best thing. So with a reverse mortgage line of credit, one is there's no required monthly mortgage payments. Right. So they have to be living there and paying property taxes, homeowners insurance and HOA. But we don't require monthly mortgage payments. You're always welcome to make a payment, but it's not required to make a monthly payment. And so that one, we're not adding negative cash flow. And so that, that's one piece right there. So if you take 20,000 out to redo the roof or whatever it is, then we don't have the negative cash flow monthly mortgage payments for as long as they're living there and paying those property charges and maintaining the home. So that creates that lack of negative cash flow. The other really important thing is 2009, all the home equity lines get frozen or canceled or reduced, right? Every bank was panicking. People were, some people pulled it all out in time, you know, just before they got frozen. So as long as the borrower is meeting those loan requirements, we cannot freeze, reduce, cancel, or lock this line of credit. 
and it's backed by the FHA. So even if we do see something like 2009 where home values just get crushed, you have this line of credit available. The only limits are in the first 12 months. They limit 60% of what you qualify for in the first 12 months. And there's some other rules where if you had a mortgage and things like that, it can change that percentage. But And that's the same across the board. So after that, there's no limits. doesn't matter what the market's doing. We even had a reverse mortgage, large reverse mortgage company go out of business last year. Those line of credits are now with HUD. That line of credit's still available. Um, and so that's very, very liquid. It's, you know, typically you can access it within about five days and you have that money available to you. And then the big thing too is this is where it gets weird. The line of credit actually grows. And so the best way to kind of think about it is if you had a credit card and you're allowed to borrow $2,000, that's like a line of credit, right? You're allowed to borrow X amount of money. And then, you know, sometimes they mail you a letter and say, Hey, congrats. Now you can borrow. 2500 a month. So you're, you didn't earn any money. You just are allowed to borrow more. That's what happens on the reverse mortgage line of credit. It grows at the same note rate that the loan is growing at. So if your loan's growing at six and a half percent, your line of credit grows at six and a half percent. And that creates an incredible tool where one, it's, it's kind of incentivizing to not use it unless you really need it because the longer you don't use it, the more you don't use it, the more that is available to you. And so you kind of put that in place and try not to touch it, you know, and leave it alone because it's there. It can't be frozen as long as you're living there and paying the property charges. And so you can have this incredibly huge bucket to draw from in emergencies or in case of long-term care needs. I mean, it could be several hundred thousand dollars and it could have, could have grown several hundred thousand dollars depending on how long you've left it alone. And so it just becomes a very neat tax-free bucket to pull from because it's a loan. It, it's not taxable income. Of course, check with your licensed tax professional. Right. But <laughs> Our always default statement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All my disclaimers. But And so it's just this huge bucket and it's like an insurance policy, right? I mean, it's just, it's just something that's there to be used. If you don't end up using it, you're out the closing costs or whatever interest is accrued. Same as any other insurance, right? You're out the premiums. So can I just say, let me just see if I'm understanding. Ideally, if I get this loan and I don't use it, it can grow actually faster than the equity in my home. Uh, am I thinking that? Potentially, it would depend on what the housing market does, right? And then the loan interest. So it is an adjustable, just like a home equity line would be. So it, it's one of the weird ways where you almost don't hate rates going up if you have a huge line of credit because it's going to grow faster. And then you would hope rates tank right as you need to start to borrow on it. But if you could plan it perfectly. But again, there's no monthly mortgage payment. So how that rate isn't affecting what you're paying on it. And so, I mean, potentially you could, if we had a 2008 happen again, you could have a line of credit that is more than the value of the home. And what it's really neat for is it's very, very flexible. So one is it's a rotating line of credit too. So if you borrowed the 20000 to redo the roof and you decide, you know, I'm going to pay myself payments, right? I'm going to pay $100 a month. Just make, and one, you're paying down the loan balance by 100 but it's going back to the line of credit. So dollar for dollar goes to the line of credit. And so you're rebuilding that line of credit again. And it's always rotating and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't end as long as they're there. So you spoke in the last one about it used to end on their 150th birthday and now it doesn't end. So as long as one of them's living there, that line of credit's there as, as another tool, as another option. And it's rotating. So you can kind of 
pay yourself payments and that kind of thing. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. And then it can also be turned on as monthly payments coming to you at any point. And so you can, they, they call it tenure income, T-E-N-U-R-E, which is essentially they're annuitizing it. Basically, they're just saying, okay, you have a $500,000 line of credit. You're 80 years old. We can give you X amount a month for as long as you're meeting the loan requirements. So even if they outlive their life expectancy and have used up that whole line of credit with the monthly payments, as long as they kept it on tenure and, and they're still living there and paying those property charges, then that, that income's still coming. Like an annuity, right? If you outlive the annuity, you're the one that wins. Yeah, exactly, right? And it's just it, it's still getting on added on to the loan balance, right? And it'll come out of the home when you're done. So you're using your house to kind of pay for your pay for your living there. And or it could be turned on as term income, which is typically we see that used in a long-term care event where they go, Hey, I need six grand a month. Okay, that's only gonna last X amount of years. So it will end, but I, hopefully it's enough to cover the long-term care. And it can still be changed. You can still you could turn on the income and then say, you know what? I needed it for a year. Now maybe one spouse has passed away and that was the one with long-term care need. And you say, okay, I don't need this anymore. And it would go back to whatever hasn't been used is now back in the line of credit. So it's, um, it's very, very flexible and very different and just, just kind of another tool. And there's so many uses for it once you just have this giant bucket sitting there. So, I mean, obviously, once you do a loan for somebody and it's all closed and then a couple of years down the road, something happens. I mean, they just dial... Mitch Cooper, you know, 411, I've got this going on. Can you help me out? What do you recommend? Yeah. And they, they would call the loan servicer, but I'm always happy to help my clients. And I, I tell them, especially because sometimes they, it is a call center uh, often. And so they don't, I speak their language better so I can help translate. But um, yeah, absolutely. And there's a, they'll usually mail them a form for them to sign and, and mail back and then they deposit the money. So yeah. All kinds of forms, <laughs> never ending in the insurance and mortgage business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else do you have for us? Yeah, I thought that we'd kind of keep it around to that line of credit this time and keep it short and sweet. But it's um, just another another tool. And it, I mean, the list goes on and on when you have this just big tax-free bucket that that you can play with of ways to use it and utilize it. Nice. All right. Any closing statements or anything else that you want people to know? Just learn, find a professional in your area that can explain what a reverse mortgage really is and see if it's something that makes sense down the line or fits into your plan. Okay. Well, we're going to have your contact information available if anyone's got any questions or just want to inquire. Yeah, But maybe you could just share with them your phone number and email address real quick before we close things out. Yeah. A phone number is uh, 916- Seven six eight nine one five zero, and then you know my website's mutualreverse.com slash Mitchell Cooper, or my email is is my first initial last name, so M Cooper, and then at mutualmortgage.com. Awesome. All right, Mitch. Always a pleasure, and look forward to having coffee with you in the near future and hearing the next topic on reverse mortgage. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated, and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, 
or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, Helen at OrnellosInsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S Insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond. Beyond.